Would you like a little more foreplay in your life? I mean, specifically brain foreplay. Well then, tune in to the most dynamic host, Dr. Rick Perea, performance psychologist to professional athletes and the stars. No failure is final and no topic is off limits. It's time to get real and get your checkup from the neck up here at Brain Foreplay on Mental Monday. Welcome everyone to Brain Foreplay, where you get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Mondays. My name is Dr. Rick Perea, performance psychologist, PhD. Um, you see my book, Decision Point, The Moment Leaders Are Born. Pick it up at Amazon or at wherever your favorite books are sold. So today my topic is going to be something that's dear and near to my heart, and that's teaching and coaching. I've done them both. I've been a student for many years, K through 12, three master's degrees and a PhD. So I've been a student for a long time. And I've always thought if I ever become a college professor, which I did become one for 12 or 13 years at the University of Colorado, Denver and Metropolitan State University of Denver in Denver, Colorado. And I can tell you, I always committed myself that if I ever got in front of my students, I would be passionate. And you know, I was just sitting here talking to Kaylee, our lead neurofeedback clinician here at Think One in Denver, Colorado. Um, she brought up something I hadn't really thought of, and she said, you know, you kind of approach teaching to like giving presentations. And I do a lot of presentations, motivational speaking and informative speaking, and also connecting with my audiences in very deep and profound ways. And she's right. I looked at every time I got in front of my students, it was an opportunity to connect with them and teach them in very diverse ways. You know, kinesthetic, auditory, visual, tactile, so many different ways that we can teach. I've also spent time at being a high school football coach. And I can tell you this, I coached off and on for 18 years here in Denver, Colorado. And I noticed something that went on among the five different places I coached uh, in high school football. It's pretty consistent. And I noticed that coaches tend to migrate with each other and players tend to migrate with each other. I always found that interesting because I thought to myself, why aren't more coaches hanging out with the players prior to practice? That's valuable time that we can connect with them. And that's one of the things I want to emphasize for teachers, for coaches, and I mean teachers in K through 12, higher ed, coaches at youth football, high school football, college, and the NFL. For many of you, you know that I've worked in the NFL as a psychologist for many years. I want us to get better at connecting with our students, with our players, because there's too many times I'll be in casual conversations with people, and invariably I'll say to them, how many great teachers did you have in K through 12? And too often people will say, hmm, one, maybe two. That's not what we need to be doing, people. We need to have so many more teachers that are passionate about what they do. You know, there's less than 2% of people are in their calling. 
There's three different levels of occupation, job, career, and calling. And less than 2% of people are in their calling. Why is that? A calling is when your KSAs, your knowledge, skills, and abilities are perfectly matched with your competencies and your acumen. Then and only then can you really be the best you can very be at yourself, at helping yourself being a great teacher and a great coach. I want you to understand, people, you have choices. You have choices out there in the world what you do for a living. You don't have to railroad yourself into occupations that you're not passionate about. And I believe that teachers and coaches need to really be passionate. And here's the operative word that I want you to think about today. That is how you connect. How you connect with your students, with your players. It's not okay just to be an X and O guy in the, on the football field. It's not okay just because you miss football, you want to be around it. You need to love kids. Not like them, love kids. As teachers, that statistic is appalling. One to two that are great in K through 12, that's not acceptable. And I witnessed it in high school football here. So many coaches are not connecting with their players. You know, the other day, my 16-year-old my son took my 14-year-old son to his high school practice. And he offered to, because I had a lot of things going on here in the office. And he says, Dad, I'll take him with me. Took him to film and then took him to practice. And then when they got home later that night, I asked my 14-year-old, I says, you know, how did it go? He says, it was, it was okay. It was pretty good. I said, did you talk to the players? And he's like, yeah, players were joking with me and talking. I said, did any coaches talk to you? He said, um, no. And see, that's peculiar to me, people, because whenever I'm around adolescents on a football field, on any kind of athletic field, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk smack with them, to high five them, to dap them up and say, what's up, my brother? What's up? Like, talk to them, connect with them. Because you know what, people? They remember it. They remember it because I do. I remember when I was 14 and I had coaches who would come up and just rub my head and just rub my shoulder and say, what's up, bud? You know, I remember that. I remember I had a teacher in fifth grade, never forget this. We had to catch the bus home every day and his name was Mr. Williams. And our bus, for some reason, looking back, was 45 minutes late every day. I guess that was just the bus schedule, 45 minutes after we got out of school. He would stay and play basketball with me every day. I thought that was normal. <laughs> I thought that's what teachers did. And as I got older and older, I realized that Mr. Williams was special. He cared. Maybe he saw something in me. Maybe he saw that I needed that. But whatever it is, people, we've got to get better as teachers and coaches at looking to connect. Not just teaching, not just coaching, but reaching people in profound ways. Because here's what's at risk. If we don't, we're going to produce so many students that come out of high school, come out of college, come out of graduate school, and don't value the field of education and teaching. And that's why more there's not more black and brown kids that want to be professors. Because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be that boring dude that was in my class. But when they have a fun teacher that really reaches out to them, impacts them, and connects with them, they say, wow, maybe I can do that. I always looked at being a college professor as fun. I brought music into the classroom. I brought dancing into I brought cultural variation. I told people you can share cultural foods with us. 
practices and norms that you think are unique to your culture, we want to learn it. Because in the field of psychology, we're talking about human behavior. And it's not just the statistical analysis that we need to know. We need to understand people at a core level. Who are they at their psychological core? And the only way you're going to do that, people, is to connect with them, reach them in a unique, profound way. Because we are in the people business. Do not forget that, teachers and coaches. We are in the people business. I'm going to give you one last example. When I was working in the NFL as a psychologist, there was a coach, a particular coach on this one team. And I, I was with the same team for, for three years at any given team. And I can tell you this. There's this one coach that I never saw him talking to his players very much. He was calling plays. He was talking about scheme. But he never liked ask them about their unique personality, their family, and it's sad. And this guy got promoted. He's now coaching as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. And I stopped and I thought, my gosh, when he got promoted, did, did was part of the criteria that you love your, your, your athletes, even those are grown men, they are still people with thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. The last example is I have, I was at a team and we were practicing the Wednesday before a Thursday uh, Thanksgiving. And one of my players came over to me and says, Doc, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I says, I'm going to have me and my boys are going to grab some turkey. We're going to hang out because we had practice that day preparing for a Sunday game that week. And I said, what are you doing? And he says, same thing. Me and my boys are going to hang out. And he says, you can come over if you want. I'm like, cool. Give me your address, bro, and we'll, you know, we'll stop on by. I said, what about your parents? Are you going to get together with your parents? And he looked at me with this strange look. And he says, no, Doc, I'm not, I'm not going to get together with my parents. Fast forward, practice is over. He comes up to my office, knocks on my door. He says, Doc, can I talk to you for a second? I said, sure. Come on in. He sits down. He looks at me and he says, Doc, I just, I just want to share with you something. Outside, you asked me if I was going to spend Thanksgiving with my parents. And I just want you to know something. I lost my parents when, they were five, when I was five years old. They died in a car crash. And I said, both your mom and dad? And he said, yes. And I said, I'm so sorry, man. And he says, no, it's okay, doc. He says, but I just wanted you to know that because you asked about my parents. And he says, I want you to know something else, doc. He said, you're the first coach in my five years here at this team that's ever asked about my parents. And he goes, you know, I've been here five years and I know they value me as a player. I, they, I know they value me as a warrior out there on the football field, but you're the first coach that's ever asked about my parents. And I thought to myself, that is inherently wrong. Because even though these are NFL players, they're still people. And I can tell you this, having interviewed thousands of players in the NFL for the draft, pre-draft, they may be 6'6", 320 pounds, but they come in your office and shut that door, and they're in tears within minutes because they have thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. So teachers, coaches, don't forget, we're in the people business. It's our job to reach them in creative and innovative ways. And most importantly, to connect with them. Because you never know what that student is going through. They could be going through something at home that's tragic, that's trauma in their life. And you may be the difference to pick them up. And you may sit there and say, well, I'm not their psychologist. I'm not their therapist. No, you're not, but you're a role model. 
Take that seriously, coaches. Take that seriously, teachers. And really deploy your best pedagogy, pedagogical delivery system, so that you can reach them in profound ways and they feel connected to you. Because you know what? If they feel connected, they're going to learn more, they're going to have more fun, and they're going to produce more in your classroom. Thank you for getting your checkup from the neck up here on Mental Mondays. Every week, you can join me, Dr. Rick Perea, for your Mental Monday. Love you, trust you, and believe in you. See you soon. Don't forget to join us next week, same place, same time, to get your checkup from the neck up, fortified by foreplay. That's brain foreplay. And please remember to subscribe to this channel wherever you get your podcast.